Anybody remember Millie Vanilli? No. Yes! Okay, Blame It on the Rain? So this is from that tune. Um, but it's been a long time, so bear with me. You should have put it under contract, contract. Should have increased your price. But no, you didn't do that, do that. Because the, wait, ah! Because it made you think twice. You hadn't been so greedy, greedy. You would have still bought that house. You let it go again. And you're not sure who's to blame. Gotta blame it on someone. <laughs> Gotta blame it on someone. Blame it on your agent. Yeah, yeah. Blame it on your agent. Yeah, yeah. Blame it on your agent. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Justin Williams. Hey everyone, I am not Justin Williams. My name is Kyle. I work for Justin, and I'm filling in for him on the podcast today. Uh, he's traveling. He's at a mastermind meeting down in San Diego uh, with a bunch of other top-tier, super successful house flippers and wholesalers. Uh, but he asked me to go ahead and get this episode out to everybody because what we're doing today is a bit different. It's pretty cool. As most of you know, we just wrapped up our spring mastermind meeting and seminar this past weekend. And yes, that uh, clip of Justin singing just a minute ago that was recorded live at the seminar, so we had a lot of fun. The mastermind meeting was on Friday, and that was for members of the House Flipping Formula Coaching and Implementation Program. Uh, that was an awesome meeting. A lot of great insight shared. Um, a lot of people just explaining what they're struggling with, uh, and uh, and building relationships, holding each other accountable. It was really cool to see. And then on Saturday, we had a great turnout for the House Flipping Systems Seminar, uh, where Justin broke down the systems he uses to run his business and walked through how to streamline and outsource things to really get your business to that next level. Uh, Andy McFarland was there as well, and he gave an inside look at his wholesaling business, uh, which was just really awesome. Just a great overview of how his business is structured and the, the people on his team. So just really awesome stuff. Overall, it was just an incredible event. We got to meet a ton of great people. I, I want to say thank you to everyone who attended. Thank you for joining in, for asking great questions. Uh, thanks for networking, participating, uh, and just really making the event a huge success. You, you all are awesome. In today's episode, we're actually going to listen in on a few key parts of that seminar. We're going to pull out some highlights and kind of give you a sneak peek of what was covered. You can actually purchase the full recording of the seminar at houseflippinghq.com system. That's houseflippinghq.com system. So if you like what you hear, definitely check that out. All right, let's get into it. Here is an excerpt from the House Flipping Systems Seminar. I want to ask you guys a question. What is, what is your why? Like, why are you in this business? Why are, why are you here? What's your, it's a Saturday, right? Why are we all here today? Why are we willing to sacrifice to be here? Yeah. Better life for your kids. Better life for your kids? How many kids do you have? Two. Awesome. How old are they? Uh, nine and six. Awesome. I have, I have a nine-year-old and the, how old are my kids? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nine, nine, seven, and five. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. To grow my retirement. To grow your retirement. Who wants retirement? Yay. Is, is uh, Social Security going to be there for us? No. <laughs> Might not be. It might be there for... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Freedom. Freedom. Okay. Freedom. I mean, 
financing in a way can be a bondage, correct? If you, know, if you can't afford, I, I've been there um, about nine years ago, $120,000 of debt. You know, had to move in with a lot of people in a very small house. My six month old son slept in the closet. That was very stressful. I had a lot of people I had to pay back. <laughs> um, that was not freedom, okay? Yeah, Tom. Oh, I love that. Prove to yourself and others that you can be successful. That's true. That's, that's really true. That's, I love that. Okay. Anyone else? So think about these things. You know, yesterday we had um, our mastermind meeting and we're all talking about, you know, how we can create these seven figure businesses and, and grow our businesses, which is so important, <laughs> but you always got to have your why in the back of your mind. So you don't lose sight of what your, your actual goals are. You know, I think someone came up to me and they're like, you know, I was, I was thinking I just wanted to make, like right away, like 100000 extra a year, but maybe I should just change that to a million. I said, well, hold on, you know, what are your real goals? You know, what, are you, what do you want the money for? Okay. I said, make 100000 first and then scale that up, right, to half a million and then, and then you can go to a million. And it's incredible. Once you can nail it, then scale it, right? You guys heard me say that. Once you can create something and do it once, you can just grow it. Okay. But remember why you're doing the things you're doing. For example, I, I, mean, I want to make as much money as I can, but I will never sacrifice spending you know, time with my kids and my family and, and the, things that, the reason why I'm doing it. We all have this recurring question that drives just about everything we do in our life. There's one question that we all ask. Some people, you know, like Tony Robbins, I think he's, his was, how can I add value? Um, some people say, Stuff like, what's wrong with me? Where's the danger here? Right? And I realized at this time, my primary question is, how can I systematize this? How can I outsource this? How can I scale this? That is the question I ask myself all the time. That's why we have a house cleaner. That's why I have a gardener, right? It's not because of money. I, mean, I had those things before I had money. It's because I'm always trying to systematize. I, I'm trying to talk to my wife about how we can, you know, systematize the, the children too, but she, she wasn't buying that. You guys think I'm kidding, but I was talking about because she's always driving them around. I'm like, look, babe, like we can totally systematize this part. We'll still spend good time with them, but we can, anyway. But literally, like I'm always asking myself that, how can I systematize this? How can I? And over time, if you keep doing that, I'm going to show about 50 different points, little things that you can do in your business to systematize it. If you break down this business, there's only so many parts. And if you look at it as a machine that you're building that will then work for you and give back to you forever and ever and ever that you just have to maintain, then you've got something cool. So focus on building the machine rather than just working in the machine. Okay, so the three secrets. And I call these secrets. I used to say, oh, there's no secrets, right? But at the same time, I'm like, you know, you guys have heard of like, oh, it's the best kept secret, right? The, that everybody knows about, but no one does. So that's why I'm calling them secrets because I just broke down. I'm like, what do I do, right? So these are basically the three parts of your machine. You've got to build the systems. You've got to build your team and you build your community. If you will focus on these three things, that which we focus on improves, that which we focus on grows. If you will focus on doing these three things, um, you will be able to create an incredible business for yourself. I've had people in my program who have said, even in their other businesses, having, have grown tremendously just from the principles that they've, um, they've learned through the program. So I want you to think about these things. When you go to sleep tonight, you're gonna, this is going to be going on in your head. 
You're saying build the systems. Build your team, build your community. Everyone say it. Build the systems. Build your team. Build the community. Okay, remember those things. Okay, so now we're going to talk about systems, right? We're going to break down the parts of a house flipping business. If you can just break down these parts of your house flipping business into these four different parts, and then bit by bit start to systematize things, you'll make a lot more money and you'll free up a whole lot of time. So I'm gonna go through all these and I'm gonna talk about all the points and all the different things that we do and all the things that you can do. And I want you to write down the things that really stick out to you the most, okay? And remember, just bit by bit, if you just start doing these things. Yesterday at our mastermind meeting, we were just talking about people getting their time back. Sean, what did you, what did you figure? How much time do we save you per week? At least 20 hours. At least 20 hours. You know, just by doing something as simple, it doesn't have to be super complicated, right? On the way over here, I was talking to Andy. I was like, I feel like sometimes people want you to complicate it for them, right? Because if it seems too easy, then they say, oh, no, 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 that can't be it. Right? So what was the one thing that we figured out for you to do? The transaction coordinator. The transaction coordinator, right? That's the one thing. If he gets a transaction coordinator, it's going to save him 20 hours a week that he can then continue to grow his business or spend more time with his kids. And then after that, he's going to be able to do a lot more things like that. So I'm going to, so this is going to be broken down. Um, and just any questions you have, just shoot them out. So first off, buying systems. First off, you have got to know your criteria. Okay? You've got to know your criteria, and everyone on your team needs to know their, your criteria. Kel, what do we look for when we're buying a house? It's all about numbers. It's all about, that was like a question mark. Did you ask that a question mark? <laughs> no. <laughs> Meet my acquisition manager. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> all about the, do you want like the return on the capital? Yeah, what, what are we looking for? What kind of return are we looking for? 15% on the capital per property, depending on the kind of house, right? But what's up, like annualized more or less? Oh, uh, 45%. 45 to 50%, okay. Are we buying super high-end houses right now? Not unless it's an amazing deal. Okay, but not, yeah, not really, it's not our focus. Vanessa, are we adding square footage right now? Yeah. Are we doing, um, what else are we not doing? What am I missing? What's that? We're not building. So, I'm not saying you guys shouldn't be doing these things. That's not my point. My point is, you've got to know what you're looking for. Your team has got to know what you're looking for. You've got to all speak the same language. Does that make sense? So, if I were to go to Alex, and I were to say, okay, Alex, who are your team members? And I ask them all, what is your buying criteria? What are you looking for? They've all got to know what he's looking for, or they can't help him find it. That includes your agents. That includes your wholesalers. So you've got to know your criteria and your team members have got to know your criteria. It's got to be a standard. Everyone knows like a basketball hoop. How high is a basketball hoop? 10 feet, okay? If there's one that's 11 feet, it doesn't meet the standard, right? Bottom line, everyone has to know the criteria and it's got to stay the same consistently, okay? Um, you've got to let others do the legwork on acquisitions. Who in here is topping on the MLS every day, taking all the calls, doing everything on their own? Okay? You've got, you've got to get to a point where you're not always doing that. Right, Lauren? Uh, one, man, one woman show. 
<laughs> Lauren, how many houses have you bought in the put under contract in the last three weeks? Five. Boom! One woman show. <laughs> One woman show. Love it. Lauren said every time she comes and uh, speaks to me or hears me speak, she buys houses. So the I'm here. And then the last time you bought five houses. Or, that's amazing. Good stuff. Um, so let other people do the legwork on acquisitions. Do you guys understand what I mean by that? So what are some, what are some of the things that take a lot of time on acquisitions? What's that? I didn't hear you. Marketing. Marketing. Marketing, yes, so outsource marketing. Take calls? Who said calls? Initial calls. Initial calls, yes. Making offers. Making offers, good. What else? Comping out properties, yep. Before, I'm to the point now where I don't even check the numbers these guys send to me. It's like a funnel. You want to put as much as you can up here, and you want as much to come out down here. This part down here represents deals that you're buying, okay? I do not want to look at anything until it's right about to go through this funnel, right before I buy it. That should be your goal. People all the time are, are telling me, oh, I need to get all these thorough inspections on this property, and they haven't even made an offer on it yet. I'm like, look, your only goal is to get as many offers coming in up here as you possibly can, and you're not gonna lose any money until, when does it get dangerous? When you buy it, okay? Or if you put down a big deposit that your contingencies are over. But at the beginning, it's all, and I'm not, I'm not saying go out there and be reckless and make crazy offers and don't even look at anything or have anyone on your team look at anything, right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying don't stress it until it's right here. And that's when you can put some time into double checking the numbers, okay? But you should have as many people as you can, whether it's wholesalers, agents, people on your team, making offers for you right here. They know, your, they know your criteria, they know what you're looking for, you got your marketing going out, and then you're gonna analyze it, double check it, right there. Does that make sense? Okay, so I want you guys, yes? Do you mean like when you actually get it under contract, and you don't worry about it? Until it's yeah, exactly. I do not worry about it, I don't even do that anymore. Right, Vanessa, I don't double check, because Vanessa does that now. She's the one that will double check after it's under contract. But for the longest time, I would not even look at comps or analyze anything until the house was under contract, okay? So if you can get a bunch of people doing that for you, you know, if you go, if you go fishing, I'm not a fisherman, but if you go fishing, right? Right, Steve, there we go. Are you gonna catch more fish? Now he's gonna like school me and tell me something I didn't know. <laughs> if you've got one guy with one pole, is he gonna catch more fish on average or 10 guys with 10 poles? 10 guys with 10 poles, okay? So that's the way I look at it. The more people, I gotta know what I'm looking for. I gotta know my criteria. I gotta teach it to them. But the more people I can have out there fishing for me, the more fish I'm gonna catch, right? Does that make sense? I've got Kel is full-time acquisition slash maybe can help some project management here since we're buying so many. Tom, my father-in-law in the back, he's probably buying a house right now. And then we also work with a lot of wholesalers, agents, and Vanessa and Kel kind of coordinate those. Some of them, you know, Vanessa has relationships with some of them, Kel has relationships with some of them. And they know they cannot even send them a house until it's under contract. Does that make sense? See how I keep growing this? That's how you scale, okay? Um, people, they, we, we have fear gets inside of us and just free freeze. 
We stop. We don't do anything. We think, oh, real estate, I might lose money. Oh, stop. No, don't stop. Just think through where's the danger? Where's the potential danger? And put your focus on that. Okay? So our wholesalers know our criteria. They know what we're looking for. They know not to send us a deal that isn't worth checking out. What happens, Vanessa, if someone sends us like three houses in a row that are garbage or not, no margin? Yeah, we'll never work with them again. We just don't. Delete, <laughs> spam, right? Okay. So the things you can ask are, yeah, marketing, taking calls, making offers. You guys were cheating, huh? All the answers you were giving me, they're right here. Making offers. Don't look at a house till it's under contract. Uh, okay, so then with buying. So once you, got, once you buy the house, what are some of the things that need to happen? Who here is turning on utilities? Okay. Sean! Dude, you're like, you're making, a, you're making a good income, you're working way too much, and you're turning on utilities. Okay, so you got two things. Transaction coordinator. Well, were your transaction coordinator do utilities? I don't know. I have Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, you guys, I mean, being on the phone for an hour, is that a good use of your time? No, it's not, right? You've got to outsource this stuff. You guys have got to value your time more, okay? People who become financially successful value their time before they get there. Some people think it's the opposite. They think, oh, they have money, so that's why they value their time. No, they value their time, and that's why they got there. Okay? Do you have a question? You've got to do some of, you should probably do some of the stuff yourself. We talked about this yesterday. Do I need to lick a thousand envelopes to know that it sucks? <laughs> I don't, right? So I've never laid carpet. I've never painted. Um, my dad was a superintendent and he could build anything. I didn't skip a generation, right? And, and actually, we were talking about this yesterday, right, Jason? Where are you at? Um, Sometimes if you know too much, it can kind of impede you from progressing because you want to be the hands-on guy. Um, I was telling these guys yesterday that sometimes if you're a general contractor, for example, use that to your strength. Use that to your um, benefit. Don't let it impede you because sometimes you want to hold that control. You don't want to relinquish it, right? But I don't know how to do any of that stuff. I, want to, I know it looks good, I think, kind of. I don't even care. I have Vanessa and other people tell me what looks good. Right? We're such control freaks sometimes. Which for some reason we think that we can do things better than everybody else. But it's just, yesterday we were talking about, where's Holly? The 80% rule, right? If they can do it 80% as good as you, it's worth it. Let them do it. And I promise you, over time, they'll be doing it better than you were doing it. Why? Because it's all they're doing. Thanks, Karen. They're focused on it. And they'll learn, yeah, they'll learn, they'll grow. That's what they're focused on, okay? Vanessa and Kevin, mean, these guys and Tom, they do things, a lot of things way better than I do. Yesterday we were joking around, people were asking about the software we use and Podio, and they're asking me questions, I'm like, I've never logged into Podio, right? That's what we use for our software, but Kale is way better at Podio than I am. And Vanessa's learning it, right? <laughs> um, so over time, if you give these guys certain tasks, your team members, they will learn it well and they will grow and become better and then they'll be telling you things and sharing things with you. Okay, financing systems. So on our team, Vanessa lines up all of our financing. She has contact with our hard money lenders. 
She has contact with our private money lenders. We move our private money lenders from house to house. So that's kind of part of the, the sell, if you will, to them. They know that they're gonna get a 12% annualized return year round. It's not just going to be six months and then you lose your money. They wanna keep that going. So that's part of what we do for them. And she's in charge of moving that around. So she'll look at a house, she'll say, okay, Bob's on this house, um, it's coming due, so we need to move him over to this house. And she'll reach out to him and say, hey, we're changing your collateral to this house. Uh, they sign the paperwork and get that all taken care of. All the paperwork gets handled, the deeds of trust, the promissory notes, Joy does, is Joy doing all those or Jessica? <coughs> Joy. See, that's, that's how much, see Vanessa really wants, Vanessa, why don't you get up here and teach this? <laughs> so Joy, who happens to be my mom, she does the paperwork for all of our investors. She sends the wires. Uh, she sets up the direct payment because I, pay I pay them direct pay. Because in their mind, I don't want them, you can do a crude, that's cool, especially if you're getting started. But I want them to know every month, I want them to be counting on that check, okay? I've got people who are on their retirement plan. So if they're making $5,000, they have 500,000 investment with me, let's say, and they're making $5,000 every single month, they're not gonna want that to stop. But at the end, if it's accrued, what could happen? Like, okay, oh good, I made some interest, cool. Okay, I'll take my money back. So I set up direct pay, it's like auto deposit. They, they count on that check every, every month, they get that check. And that's also a system, right? We don't ever have to, figure out how to pay them. They're just getting paid continuously around the clock. Does that make sense? So who in here goes to the bank? Who sends wires? Okay, I don't send wires, I don't go to the bank. It takes a long time. It was fun at the beginning, right? It's fun to go to the bank, getting some money and whatever. I don't go to the bank, I don't send wires. You don't, you don't have to go to the bank to send wires, you guys know that? You can do it online, okay? It's the biggest pain, I mean, one of your main goals should literally be, other than exercise, you know, I'm not saying to be sedentary, but it should be to sit there, okay? Don't leave your desk and just use your brain. Think about what can I be doing that would be more efficient? What can I be doing that would be faster? When Vanessa first started working with me, what did, where did you always wanna go, Vanessa? To Barstow, yeah. Why do you want to go to Barstow? I'm just kidding. No offense, but I know it's from Barstow. So she lived in San Diego. I guess she lived in Marietta at the time, huh? But both, you, you kind of both. And we had a lot of projects going on in Barstow, and so something would happen. She'd be like, I'm going. I'm like, well, hold on. How long is it going to take you to get up there? How long is it going to take you to get back? How long are you going to be there? Okay, total of at least five hours. What's that going to do to your day? Day shot, right? Five hours takes hour to recover, whatever. I said, what can you do that would get the exact same result and be a little quicker? And within five minutes, we think about it, we come up with a plan that would take 20 minutes. What did we just do? Saved a ton of time. What is the exponential growth of that? And that's like, you can do literally like 20, 30 times as much stuff if you think that way and get the exact same result. Guys, the technology we have today, I'm telling you, a lot of people are still thinking from 10, 15, 20 years ago. It's incredible. I mean, we take it for granted that we literally, in our pocket, we have this device. I mean, if you would have told someone, I'm, I'm talking this way, because 20 years ago, if you would have told someone this, it would have been hard to explain it. We have this device that within seconds will send you a video of anywhere in the world. And that's amazing. 
okay? Use that stuff. Stuff like Google Earth, I mean, that's why I buy all over the country. Like, the technology we have, I don't need to be there. The other day, you know, we were talking about you going to one of the states that we're in for a while, right? And I'm like, do you have to go? And what do you say? Not really. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> have you ever been there? No. No, you've never been there. And how many houses have we bought there? Yeah. I mean, it's cool. If she wants to go sometime, it's fine, right? But never been there. I've never been to the state. She's never been there. And we're making a lot of money there. Tom's been there once, but any questions on the financing part? Yeah. You mentioned substituting the collateral. Uh -huh. You move them over from one house to the next. Yeah. Without cashing them out? Nope. Never cash them out. They never get their money back. Once you give me your money, you never get it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of miss what you're saying about the direct pay. Is that for your private money lenders? Yes. So, yeah, not for hard money, but for, or do we do that for private, for hard money too? Um, some of the hard money lenders, they actually have their own pay system. They have their own ACH type thing, huh? So yeah, our private money lenders, for example, I've got a guy named, named Bob. No, I won't tell you his last name or where he is, even though it's only 10 minutes from here. He ha how much does Bob have? It's like a million dollars probably, or seven, eight 800,000, yeah. something like that. So every single month, I mean, he started out, he was one of my first private money lenders. Do you think he had seven or $800,000 when I first met him? No. He had like 100, 150. Um, and he lent it to me on this house. And then that went well, and all of a sudden, what do you think happened? He had another 100000 Then he had another 100000 Anytime we like, need money, we reach out to him. All of a sudden, he comes up with another fifty, another hundred, <laughs> And he never wants it back. Okay, so we've been working with him for like five years now. And he's up like seven or $800,000. So we just move that money from house to house. And every month, he's getting a payment directed directly into his account for seven to $8,000. Because he's getting 1% each month. 12% for the year, 1% each month. So you said it like your online banking auto pay. Like, yeah, it's like auto pay. Like how you pay your bills, right? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, that. how you should be paying your bills at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Same thing. Same concept. Um, and that way, it's just automatic, right? I don't want to keep talking with these guys and like, do you still want to invest with me? Are you sure? You know what I mean? It's like we just keep it going. No questions asked. Don't think about it. Just keep going. And we have several million dollars in private money that way, just set up automatically. So yeah, guys, we can go back and rehash this and answer questions at lunch. You guys are going to have more questions. Andy's going to come up after lunch and share how he does his wholesaling machine. I just want you guys to leave here being empowered and knowing that you can and should do these things. Okay? And I didn't start when I first hired Vanessa. It's been five years now? Wow, it's amazing. So when I hired Vanessa five years ago, it was like we started out like 10 to 20 hours a week, like not a lot of bonus like lower I mean just we built over time okay and you were starting out just doing basic things right and then after when did you start doing the project management I'd say about after a year a little yeah a little bit less than a year I'm like okay you're gonna be in charge of the contractors how did you feel when I told you that yeah but you didn't have any experience with that, right? No. No. No experience. It's all about the system. If you have the system, then you got to have the right person with the right attitude. You hear that? Okay. That's what's awesome about Vanessa. If you're looking for someone to hire, not, not Vanessa. <laughs> it's attitude, right? If you have someone who's willing to do whatever, she didn't know anything about project management or construction or fixing things. 
But okay, I'll figure it out. Let's do it. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed that sneak peek. Once again, we had an absolute blast, and thank you to everyone who came out. If you want to get the recording, again, head over to houseflippinghq.com system. You can purchase and view it there. Justin will be back on for next week's episode as usual. Uh, until then, have a great day, everyone, and thank you for listening. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how to's, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.